Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics they talk? We listen. My guest today is a social entrepreneur and has ingeniously married his vast financial services and investment banking expertise with technology and agriculture. This is a not to be missed episode of Heads Talk. His corporation is described as the Uber for tractors. I believe its reach is more profound than that and of different dimensions. It provides a positive and colossal social impact. It creates entrepreneurs and successful ones too. And it helps to move farmers in the emerging markets forward. We may be in the agricultural space here today, but we continue the FinTech series on Heads Talk with this remarkable organization. Just before we get into this, here is a brief message. This episode is sponsored by Eurus. Eurus Private Capital Forum is transitioning online with on-demand sessions offering attendees the utmost flexibility to access industry-specific content and deals on their terms. Launching this coming February, Euros 2022 will bring together 100 speakers from across Europe over a broad agenda covering private equity, venture capital, real estate and private debt. For details, visit www.eurosforum.org. Heads Talk Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter. Jaheel Oliver is the founder and CEO of Hello Tractor, an agricultural technology company that connects tractor owners with smallholder farmers through the use of innovative software and data analytics. He has received numerous awards for his work in social entrepreneurship, including being recognized for Foreign Policy Magazine as a top 100 global thinker for 2016. He was appointed under the Obama administration to serve two years as a member of the President's Advisory Council on doing business in Africa, where he currently chairs the technology subcommittee. Prior to Alatractor, Jahil spent a number of years in investment banking and professional services in the industry. Let's start this conversation. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jahil to Heads Talk. Delighted to have you here today. Thanks, Alain. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Um, when I when I've secured a guest for the show and I don't know them personally, I tend to I tend to do my research and extensive research. Whilst doing this research, I gained an understanding of Hello Tractor and the work that you do. Further research made me think, mm, this is quite interesting. The more I delved into Hello Tractor's modus operandi, I thought, this is fantastic. And the social impact is so, so transparent. Now I think this is just genius. So, <laughs> bravo, so bravo to you and your team for such a great and needed concept and operation, especially in the Thank middle you. markets. So please put my listeners out of their misery. What is Hello Tractor and what do you do? Well, thanks for the introduction, Elaine. Uh, Hello Tractor is an agricultural technology company that connects smallholder farmers to farm equipment owners. Um, and we do that through technology. We have uh, an IoT fleet management platform that provides farm equipment owners with the ability to remotely monitor and manage all aspects of their fleet. A typical farm equipment owner 
in the emerging markets doesn't actually drive their own tractors. Mm -hmm. So that remote monitoring and management is so, it's just so important for fraud and um, mm -hmm. the reduction of, of machine misuse. But now we also have this marketplace where, you know, if they want to earn extra money from their equipment, they can opt into our marketplace where farmers across our, our markets are booking for services mm -hmm. through community-based agents that use a separate application to organize farmers in their community and book on their behalf. That brings an incredibly valuable service to these smallholder farmers, many of which live at or below the poverty line, while bringing a new commercial opportunity to the equipment owner um, that they wouldn't otherwise have access yeah. to. Okay, thanks. Well, let's, you know, let's continue to look at these key players in this business model. And you, you mm -hmm. talked about the equipment owners, you talked about the farmers, you talked about the agents. Expand on how do they obtain full value from Hello Tractor? Yeah, so the supply chain really starts with the farmers. That's also the bedrock of our business. Mm -hmm. um, you have millions of, of farmers across not just Africa, but all of the emerging markets who plant on small plots of land. Mm -hmm. And even if they did have the, the capital or access to credit to own their own equipment, it just wouldn't make any sense. They would only need mm -hmm. the machinery for just a few days out the year. And then for the balance of time, that machine would sit idle. And so what we realized in working in these communities was that instead of trying to, to get individual farmers to own equipment, what we can do is facilitate the organization of their demand mm -hmm. so that those small plots are organized into clusters through the agent. Mm -hmm. And through that organization, you unlock economies of scale. So then you move up the value chain from, or the supply chain from the small farmers booking together from an agent, that's the next step, mm -hmm. to the tractor owner who receives that, that booking in the Hello Tractor application and can opt into servicing that booking if they have availability and an interest in earning extra cash. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, but the, but the beauty of the system is yes, technology facilitates this frictionless uh, uh, transaction with mm -hmm. transparency, but, but more important than that, it's the young person who's in the community, embedded in the community, has trust with the farmers already established, who can then be that agent to facilitate mm -hmm. mechanization within a community that would not otherwise have that access. Mm -hmm. So it's that human piece that's so important. And that's not just true in the emerging markets for agriculture. Most businesses rely on relationships first, even technology companies. And we bring that, we brought that same philosophy to our agricultural technology company working in Africa. That's interesting. And, you know, when I was sort of trying to get my, my head around understanding your business model and how it worked, I sort of did an analogy. It's, it's the farmers are like corporations. And, you know, today corporations, they used to have data centers, but now everything's on the cloud. 
because it's right. you know, because in terms of efficiency and, and what they need to use and, and to optimize that sort of thing and I, th I sort of imagine it being similar to that in in, in a sense isn't it it is no it longer is. maintaining and keeping the data center and the cost that's applied to that whether you're using it at full capacity or not but as and when you need to use it which is cloud so your operations is sort of the equivalent of a sort of a cloud-based operation that's how i sort of got yeah. my head around it and understand it and got further into it and thought oh fascinating about this am i am i right in saying that anyone not necessarily in the agriculture or farming industry can purchase a tractor through the app and rent it and then manage their yields and incomes etc i mean the owner could even be a sort of a lawyer in a corporate environment am i right in saying that you are absolutely i mean it's interesting we have a very broad range of customers on the on the machine side of our marketplace on the mm -hmm. supply side of our marketplace mm -hmm. and those customers range from you know i have i have a pharmacist who owns a fleet of combine harvesters mm -hmm. in in Nigeria, earning him passive income mm. as he worked full time as a pharmacist in Pittsburgh. But I also have, you know, private equity funds that own large fleets mm. of equipment that go out and really earn, run that that fleet as a proper business with a full staff supporting it, mm -hmm. and they use our technology to assist them in the management of the equipment and their farmer customers. Uh, but then we have the individual tractor owner, you know, the the small, you know, SME mm -hmm. right on down uh, individual, you know, woman who might own a tractor with a, a, you know, one implement who's was, you know, initially servicing maybe just the farmers in their community. Mm -hmm. But now through Hello Tractor, we can connect her to agents all over Kenya, all over Nigeria um and so on and so forth to maximize the revenue on that machine so it's a, it's a full broad range i think where we're most interested is is double clicking on that opportunity at the base of the pyramid to get yeah. more of those individual owners onto the platform because that's where you have tens of millions of potential users yes. that that are just phenomenal entrepreneurs. They just don't have the liquidity or credit access to buy their own tractor. We're going to help them out with that. All right. That's that's fabulous. And um, let's talk a bit more about the booking system and um, from the agent to the application itself. Presumably, a lot of jobs have been created with this. And uh, have you got numbers? Correct. Yeah, we have just over three thousand uh, booking agents on the platform actively booking across our markets and we're, we're constantly growing that number. Mm -hmm. um, we're most, we're most constrained by the amount of equipment that we have, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, that, that's probably one of the biggest challenges in Africa as one of the least mechanized regions on earth. There's just not a lot of equipment. And so we're always trying to keep supply and demand into equilibrium in equilibrium. Um, which is kind of an interesting dynamic and why we started with the supply side strategy first, where let's build the IOT fleet management technology mm -hmm. to get tractor owners interested in working with us. Mm -hmm. Once we have the supply, we can slowly activate demand in such a way where you're not growing demand and having tremendous amounts of unmet demand and frustrated farmers we still have that and that's probably the 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 one thing that keeps me up most 
at night, but this, this strategy reduces that frustration significantly and gives us a little more control on how we grow. Okay, that, that's, that is fabulous, because when I looked at, in terms of the job creation potential and the social mm -hmm. impact, you know, that's very tangible, very, very tangible indeed. Um, let's go into some detail um, about the financials and the funding side of things here with a couple of questions. First, elaborate on the pay-as-you-go tractor financing product. How did it start? How does it work? And who are you working in collaboration with? Yeah, so it started uh, during the pandemic. What we were seeing was a lot of the commercial banks pulling back uh, from agriculture across the board, mm -hmm. but especially in equipment finance. And it's important to first state to your listeners that uh, commercial banks in Africa already weren't lending actively in agriculture. Uh, the pandemic just made that phenomenon worse. Mm -hmm. So if you look at um, total commercial bank exposure within the agricultural industry, depending on who you ask, you're looking at around 1% to 3% of total loans going into agriculture. Now, that's alarming when you consider 40% of the continent's GDP is from agriculture. So this is a very important industry, mm -hmm. but grossly undercapitalized. During the global pandemic, the commercial banks pulled back even further. We didn't see much lending for, for mechanization. We decided to do something about that. We partnered with MasterCard and the MasterCard payment rail. We also worked very closely with Moody's, uh, the credit rating agency, to develop a pay-as-you-go tractor finance product with payments facilitated through the MasterCard payment rail. So we will underwrite any customer mostly unbanked, in fact, exclusively unbanked um, for a tractor loan based on their pre-booked farmers within the Hello Tractor app. So we'll look at, you know, do you have the required number of farmers to service in order to repay this loan on time and generate the required amount of cash flow to keep us comfortable so we can preserve our capital? And, and once that loan is made, we then track the, the borrower's performance against that pre-booked work. Uh, and we have pretty tight covenants in place to, to monitor that work and make sure that the borrower is performing. And as they service each individual job, a small amount of money is deducted from what they, what they generate to repay the loan, right? And we, we help, uh, support their business as they take that tractor out into the market. Um, we don't want to see any defaults on, on the platform because we truly want to support these entrepreneurs. Um, but we also have technology to, to manage all the payment flows and monitor all activities on their tractor. So whether they're doing tractor activities that they pre-booked as a part of their loan or just doing a friend's field, we see that, we monitor it, and we track the payments associated with that work um, to ensure that, 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 that the facility is being repaid. So that was kind of the, how the, the product functions and why we decided to launch it. Right. So all this monitoring is, uh, the data is obtained on, from this GPS product that you have, isn't it? Correct, correct. Okay. Um, what are the results you're seeing using this model? with this pay and go model 
Yeah, so the fascinating thing is because there's no liquidity in the market, or I should say little to no liquidity, mm -hmm. uh, the credit has served as such an amazing incentive for booking agents to go out and work towards a goal of let's say 500 farmers, for example, mm -hmm. to then access the facility to own their own tractor. Right. So over the last three months, where is a brand new product we just launched, um, we financed our first seven tractors just last month. And but over the last three months, we've had record breaking months in booking activity because these young people see this opportunity and they are excited and ambitious about the opportunity to actually own a tractor, you know, owning a $30,000 asset for somebody who, who might be making, you know, just a couple hundred dollars a month mm. is huge. It's a huge opportunity. Uh, and this is somebody who has no bank relationship, no credit history whatsoever. Okay. And so this is, a, this is a huge opportunity. And so it's doing two things for us. It's getting more equipment into the market, but it's also helping us target more farmers without us having to go out and pay that customer acquisition costs, which can be quite high in agriculture, particularly in smallholder systems in Africa. And so that's really, that was a really exciting out outcome to see and uh, a somewhat unintended um, mm -hmm. outcome. Um, and, and we put guardrails around this product as well. The, the, the way we underwrite the loans, and this is the work that we did with Moody's, we've codified our imp the impact elements that we care most about. So if you're a woman looking to, um, to own a tractor, you actually will be scored slightly higher than your male counterpart because we need to see more women asset owners and we need to see them serve as more women farmers because that is a, a very underserved component of the market. If you're, if you're booking farmers or pre-booking farmers that are smallholder women farmers growing you know crops that are important to the, the local food security will give you a higher credit score than somebody who isn't doing those things right mm -hmm. um lastly there's a climate element if you're providing mechanization services that are climate smart right no-till deep ripping um, these conservation agricultural activities will give you a premium on your credit underwriting score to facilitate the lending at a higher rate, right? Mm -hmm. And so th this is a way to institutionalize a positive bias towards the outcomes that we wanna see. Oh, interesting. Okay, the, the, the second question is, um, Kenya Catalytics Jobs Fund, what is this? And how does it relate to, to Hello Tractor? Yeah, so this is a program that was launched, um, it was a bilateral initiative. The EU led this initiative. And the idea is to promote job creation within Kenya, um, particularly amongst young people. And they have priority areas, agriculture being one of them. And so this, this project provided a small amount of capital to see innovative projects, uh, Hello Tracker being one of them, Mm -hmm. that can address these impact elements. They also provide technical support and business relationships to accelerate these projects. And so we've been working with them for about a year now, 
and it's just been an amazing experience. They're, they're very, very much involved with and invested in the success of our projects. Uh, they've, they provided us with not just cash, which is very important, particularly for a startup, um, but, but they also connected us with important resources, help, helped us with hiring, particularly on the data science side, because we are a very data intensive business and that's a very important res human resource for us. Um, and just those wraparound services to help accelerate our work. So it's been a good experience with them. Okay, um, just out of interest, um, how easy is it for young entrepreneurs to obtain financing through other means, e.g., you know, venture capitalists, et cetera, in Kenya and other countries in the, in the continent? It's almost close to impossible. I mean, you've heard the term that uh, talent is evenly distributed, but opportunity is not. Mm. And I think that's particularly true for the continent. And it's one of the reasons, you know, I decided to bring Hello Tractor to the continent because you see these young people who are brilliant, who if just given the opportunity, will run circles around me and people like me mm -hmm. uh, coming from more mature economies with opportunity, right? And so, you know, the impact that we want to leave as a company, yes, is focused on smallholder farmers. Yes, it's empowering women with equipment ownership and, and climate smart agriculture. But equally as important, it's hiring young people from the markets that we operate in, providing those opportunities for them to learn and grow mm -hmm. professionally. Mm -hmm. And if they choose to stay with Hello Tractor for the long haul, I'm ecstatic. If they leave for a better opportunity, I'm equally as happy. Maybe maybe slightly less happy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate your honesty. <laughs> maybe slightly, slightly less happy, right? But 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 it's something that we believe in and um, we're not, you know, we're not shy about bragging yeah. about that because I think we want to see other companies, large and small, follow suit. Because I think it's it's just I, I think it's a genuine a continuation of an impact thesis that mm -hmm. if you if you truly believe in these things, why aren't you empowering yeah. the local labor force? That's weird, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we we want to be provide some industry leadership, at least in the in the venture early startup space, um, to to prove that you can succeed and be that example of success of a company that's led by and fully staffed with folks from these communities. Um, and then on the booking agent side, that's just a, to me, that's just a no brainer. These young people have all the relationships. Um, relationship capital matters probably more than fancy technology and agriculture. Although we are technologists and we love mm -hmm. our fancy little toys, mm -hmm. um, but those relationships matter. Those young people have them. So the question becomes, how do you align incentives to get them to move in the direction that you need as a business for your growth? Mm -hmm. And once you align their incentives with your growth path, you can unlock a ton of value. And I think that's that's what we're always looking at and looking to improve, right? Yeah. Even as new technologies yeah. get introduced. Yes, I, I think you shouldn't do yourself a, a disservice. I think um, both matters, the relationship as well as the, as you, in quotes, fancy technology. If it wasn't for the for fancy sure. technology, those relationships wouldn't have developed in, in that That's sense. True. There you go.
So, okay, um, let's continue because you, you've talked about them. Um, examples these these unbanked individuals I, I want to talk about them I want to talk about uh, the women farmers that you mentioned the people in the rural communities more about you know the feedback with this one I want to concentrate on the people on the ground and what they are mm -hmm. saying how this organization how tractor is transforming their lives what's the feedback you're getting what's of the stories I think if you look at just, you know, things like a net promoter score, which is how most tech companies mm -hmm. gauge performance of their product with their customer base, mm -hmm. we're at 86. Last time we did our random surveys of our customers. Mm -hmm. um, and that's significant for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, if you look at like big companies like Apple with very dedicated customer bases, you know, you have, I think they're sitting at like 84. We're not better. We're not bigger than Apple. We're not better than Apple, but we do have, as of, as of today, a higher NPS. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's celebrate that. <laughs> let's celebrate that. All right. And so uh, it's the little things, right? And then, um, but I think in agriculture, that's, that's something that I'm really proud of because Farmers are some of the, the uh, hardest critics. And so, um, and they don't really have much tolerance for the fail fast ethos that permeates Silicon Valley. Because mm -hmm. when you fail as a farmer, you could potentially lose your entire farm and your livelihood, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so we don't really have that luxury. So we have to make sure we're satisfying those customers. And I mean, if you look at our, the, the distribution of our customer base, mm -hmm. you know, 93% of our customers um, that we poll show a significant income increase by accessing tractor services through us and over half, 55% access services for the first time in their lives through Hello Tractor. And these are smallholder farmers living below at or below the poverty line right mm -hmm. and so not only is it generating a tremendous amount of value but it's also doing it at, at the base of the pyramid and i think part of one of one of the things we want to prove is that this is a customer base that you can do business with you have to be smart about it you have to control your costs mm -hmm. you have to have the right incentives to crowd in people who have those relationships with that customer because mm -hmm. i can't you can't afford to send out you know high cost staff to, to, to talk with farmers every single day, but, but so you have to get creative. But if you do, there, there's some business opportunities there. And that business opportunity, that value unlocks opportunity across the entire supply chain, right? When you organize the communities and, and create that value, more tractors get sold. That's exciting for a tractor manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. As more tractors get sold and more farmers produce more, more off-takers have access to commodities for their mills, for their breweries, mm -hmm. for their sugar mills and cotton generators, right? And so, and so now not only can farmers earn more, but they can also support these, these other players within the value chain who are reliant upon their success. You know, I asked this question because I, you know, as part of the research, I, I watched one or two of the videos on your website about the farmer on the ground, so to speak, and, and how yeah. it's helping them. And I just thought that's fascinating. And perhaps, you know, if you're happy to, we could share a link in your episode description to one or two of these videos so people can actually see the real tangible benefits of the, the work that you're, you're doing. Um, I love that. 
Let's look at um, Hello Tractor today and beyond. You have a presence in a, a number of African countries and I believe in Asia as well. Tell us about sure. the current situation and the plans for the future. So yeah, we're, we're currently in 13 countries in Africa. We're in, we're in a few Asian countries and we're also now in the Americas in Guatemala and Jamaica. Mm -hmm. our, our, our goal is to continue to expand our business through strong partnerships mm -hmm. into new markets that particularly markets with smallholder systems that could benefit from our, our product and, and business approaches to mechanization and mechanization access. I think we're we're really excited about this page go product in some instances using this as a lead product to enter into new markets and grow markets. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the technology side, I'm really excited about the the conversations that are being had around web 3.0 and the ability to distribute value across a customer base and decentralize some of these platforms. Mm -hmm. like a uber or you know marketplaces that have um you know these central figures that can control everything from prices to take mm -hmm. rates mm -hmm. i think we have an opportunity here to to introduce innovations around um farmer owned platforms mm -hmm. and it's exciting to see the the marriage of a philosophy that we feel and care de very deeply about with new technology innovations that align with that philosophy. And if we can play a role in, in adopting some of these innovations, not only for the benefit of our growers, but for the broader industry to show, wow, you can actually be successful while promoting more equity and inclusion on your platform. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a huge success for us. So we're going to spend a lot of time on that and, and there'll be some exciting announcements in the coming future. Oh, okay. So this is like democratizing, isn't it? What you're talking about. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, this two-part final question on Head's Talk. Yes, we've reached that stage. We're near the end. Um, will be asked to all the guests in this series. So let me begin. What is the new FinTech app that you Jahil, cannot do without, and why? I would say the app that I'm most excited about on the FinTech side is probably the apps around uh, remittance services. As somebody who is um, you know, from the US, mm -hmm. working in Africa, cash transfers are a pain in the butt. And they can be quite expensive, right? Mm -hmm. And there's been so many exciting innovations within that space to mm -hmm. not only reduce the price, mm -hmm. but also, and maybe even more importantly, reduce the friction. Um, that's that's really exciting for, for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to see a lot of that innovation come in market because there's been a lot of FinTech activity um, that's actually done fairly well for the continent. Mm -hmm. But if you look at cash transfers within these countries, it's still incredibly yeah. expensive. Yeah. And in, in fact, even, even some of the cash transfer work that we do on our platform, in many instances, we help facilitate these transactions at a loss, um, at, at a loss to Hello Tractor, uh, because our customers simply can't absorb the cost. 
And so there needs to be more thoughtful innovation around how to bring digitization of payments in these last mile rural communities where there's just extreme price sensitivity. Um, and, if, and whoever figures that out is going to do very well for themselves mm -hmm. and, and leave a lasting impact. Because right now, everybody's just copying and pasting the same payments platforms um, using kind of the PayPal mm -hmm. model. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't work. It doesn't work in Africa. It's, it's co it costs w way too much. Very, the exciting, yeah. right? It's very expensive. But the exciting thing is with all the, the venture money crowding into FinTech on the continent, you'll start to see those innovations and we're already starting to see it. Okay, that's good. There is a, there's a two part, there's a two part question. The second part um, is, and I love this question, what is the solution that you think is yet to be developed but firmly sits within the FinTech world once available? You know, I think the telcos have established amazing agent networks, mm -hmm. even in rural areas. Anywhere you go in Africa, you can buy minutes to top up your, your cell phone. And for listeners that are in um, in the US and, and markets where prepaid phones aren't as dominant, mm -hmm. in, in, in Africa, everybody uses prepaid, right? And so where you buy your minutes from and having access to these agents is important. I think that infrastructure could also be leveraged on the payment side, going back to um, question 1A, right? Mm -hmm. um, if, if an agent can sell minutes and you can figure out a way to turn that cell phone minute into currency for transactions, mm -hmm. um, and I think tokenization is, is one example of that, that could unlock tremendous value. And so uh, I'm saying this as a call to action to my entrepreneurial listeners. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a huge opportunity. I think there's infrastructure that's already there. Yeah. There's a somewhat clear go-to-market. Um, I think there's probably some regulatory considerations, but um, that's not insurmountable. And But I think if you get it right, you could do a whole lot of good and make yourself some money on the side. All right. So listeners, you heard it first here from Jahil. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Jahil Oliver, what a fascinating episode today. Many thanks for your time and insights. Thanks, Elaine. I appreciate the, the platform. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.